Welcome to Right to Life in Michigan's Life Beat. I am your host today, Chris Gass. Joining me, as almost always, is Anna Plymert and Grace Hemmeke. Ladies. Good morning. Happy Friday. Happy Friday. Well, we are waiting on, on pins and needles for the U.S. Supreme Court to issue their ruling on the appeal of the ruling of the abortion pill uh, case out of Texas to see what's going to happen. We don't know when that uh, ruling is going to be issued. Um, they were supposed to do it Wednesday, got delayed. We'll talk about that in a minute. We're also going to talk about uh, Elon Musk and not about his big rocket exploding, which everyone else wanted to talk about this week. We're going to talk about the VA hospitals, and we're going to talk about uh, some legislation in Michigan um, so that uh, abortion uh, abortion gets more money. A lot of money this episode. Um, but first, let's talk about the abortion pill. So what do you think the Supreme Court's going to do? I would not be surprised if they upheld the Fifth Circuit's ruling, which was that the abortion pill is still legal. It can still be distributed in the U.S. and the FDA's um, ruling was valid, or approval was valid. But they can't do mail order abortions, and um, doctors have to dispense the pill and not nurses. Right. Well, the Fifth Circuit didn't say it was legally valid. It just said it was. They too, said for now it's fine. They just said it was too long ago to uh, it was beyond the well, statute of limitations. Actually, they said. They didn't really legally say it was valid. They just said it can still be distributed while we, while we look at the facts of the case. Right. And so they, but they weren't saying it was. Oh, it's legal. They weren't making a legal right. determination on the facts of the case. What do you think, Grace? Federal rulings are awesome, and it would be great if the Supreme Court would just strike the whole thing down. Um, obviously, in Michigan, we're still going to have a problem with abortion if that happens because mm-hmm. it will still be very, very legal here. I don't know. Is this another case of us putting way too much trust in the Supreme Court to fight the pro-life battles for us? I mean, it would be good if they did. Well, gonna... I don't. We, we usually don't do that. I mean, we got them to overturn Roe, so that's awesome. Yeah, that was great. I mean, thinking that they're going to go through the 14th Amendment and get rid of all abortion would be putting too much trust in the Supreme Court. But what do you think's going to happen? Notice she carefully flanked around the Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't like political predictions. <laughs> um, I don't know. No idea what's going to happen. My completely useless political prediction is they are going to... Uh, they're not going to go with the Texas court until it gets to them, then they're going to uphold it. So it's going to be years down the road. It's going to be very John Roberts-esque. That's my prediction. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so but they could say, well, in the meantime, it's illegal. Or you can distribute they could, it. They could. They, I mean, they could. I mean, Yeah. They're going to, the Supreme Court, the John Roberts Court has been notoriously 
uh, even though they were the ones that overturned Roe versus Wade, the notoriously cautionary about doing anything and making any waves and issuing rulings on technicalities and whatnot. Um, like I said, it's been great for us overall, but uh, it's been slow. I and don't of think. Of course. Go ahead. I don't think that they would. Um, get rid of something, get rid of the abortion pill that's been around for 23 years and that a lot of people rely on because it would be bad for... It would cause chaos. I mean, half of abortions aren't with the abortion pill, so... The only chaos it would cause is abortion businesses have to, like not just send women home with a packet of pills and forget about them. Right. Heaven, heaven's help that we actually, you know, put a slight obstacle with the abortion industry, like, and make them, like, you know, actually see patients. I'm hopeful that you're right. But, that would be amazing because right, but I could see even a case where they just um, they don't even go with the Fifth Circuit's ruling, which was kind of splitting the baby, kind of this weird thing where we're gonna we're gonna let them do the pill, but we're gonna get rid of all their pandemic yeah. changes. Even though the Fifth Circuit had a very compelling, if you look at the ruling, they're like explaining like this is dumb. They didn't do this. They didn't do this with this process. So. We'll see. Uh, one interesting case on abortion pills that kind of got overlooked in the news is, and we talked about it last week, uh, if you want to know how this all works and how the abortion pill got here in America and how it's produced and whatnot, it's a great uh, episode to listen to, but Danko Laboratories, the one of the two uh, abortion pill quote-unquote manufacturers in America, Lost a well, they settled. I shouldn't say lost. They settled a case uh, brought by the Life Legal Defense Foundation, and basically, what they were doing is when they get the abort, they don't manufacturing the abortion pills in America. The secret shell corporation is importing them from China. They weren't putting it on the drug labels, and they were uh, circumventing U.S. import laws, so they weren't paying the proper tariffs and whatnot. Um, they got called on it, and now they're settling it. So uh, they have to pay the federal government $765,000, which is a pittance of money. But, you know, I think the insult to them is worse than the injury. And then of that, as far as I can tell, the, the news article is a little contradictory, but I think $116,000 goes to pay for the legal fees for Life Legal. So we win. They lose. But, uh, you know, I think that's kind of interesting. For a lot of our drugs and pharmaceuticals, they are manufactured in China, which I think if people really knew and realized, they would be a little creeped out about it because if China is uh, known for many things, but manufacturing safety, mm. I would not say is top of that list. Manufacturing quality. <laughs> that too. <laughs> Um, but all of these pills coming in, I mean, they're not even manufactured in America. They're being manufactured in China. Here's an interesting thing. 
So China obviously is trying to reverse course and increase their population, and they're starting to restrict abortion. I mean, I guess they're not doing it altruistically for the globe or for humanity in general, so I guess they'd be happy to keep shipping us all the abortion pills possible, right? Yes, because that weakens us and strengthens them. Right. Because in my mind, it's like, whoa, what if they stop doing it? But, I mean, they're not really – China's not becoming pro-life in any sense of the definition. They're just – you know, human beings are tools to them, and they they realize now they need more tools, so. You would think that they would say, oh, we don't want them to go down our path. Maybe they do want us to. I don't know. Well, I mean, we're recording this podcast. It's uh, about 10, uh, 1030 in the morning. The decision could already be made by the Supreme Court, and we'll find out as soon as we click the stop button. Uh, but in any case, um, we'll see. The decision might be made before people even hear our predictions. That's true. It's the dangers of recording, <laughs> <laughs> even by a few hours. Anything else about that uh, case? We flogged it to death. We're going to have to keep flogging it for months and months. So we'll keep you informed. Well, moving on to Michigan, sadly the land of Proposal 3. So uh, the Michigan legislature is trying to pass legislation, uh, SB, Senate Bill 174. Did I get the number right? 147. 147. Oh, see, there we go. Um, I do believe I emailed my legislator with the wrong number. <laughs> well, I explained. He'll know what, he, he knows what it means. So I'm sure we're good. He's a pro-life representative. Well, um, but in any case, this legislation would add, would change the definition of sex in the Elliot Larson Civil Rights Act to include terminating a pregnancy. So in other words, Killing an unborn child is a protected civil right in terms of the state's regulatory scheme and employment law. So that means the Michigan House is going to be voting on this bill. Is it, it's already been passed the Senate, right? Yeah. Yeah. It would essentially force, and we've talked about it on the podcast before, but it would force businesses uh, to treat pregnancy the same as abortion. So if your business hands out special benefits or any special considerations for pregnancy and you're not doing something that could be considered equitable for abortion, someone could bring a claim under the Elliot, uh, Elliot Larson Civil Rights Act and punish your business. So in other words, forcing businesses to hand out abortion benefits. Yeah. That would be one practical effect of that legislation among others. If, for example, you were a pro-life organization and one of your employees uh, went and had a partial birth abortion, uh, you could not hold that employee accountable at all, even though they're obviously violating the mission and purpose of the organization. Or if you're... Imagine if you were... A teacher at at a Catholic high school and you... Went and got an abortion and then just rubbed it in your school's face. They can't do anything about it. They'll fire you. 
So yeah, I mean, like an example would be like you go to work for an environmental organization and you uh, you're the CEO of Smog Incorporated and you're going around cutting trees and throwing garbage on the side of the road and whatever. Business can't do anything about it. That that's what it's like. Right. But you know that's that's. But that's what I mean, like. businesses and organizations would either have to make the decision to offer offer the benefits or not offer any maternity leave any pregnancy benefits because then they wouldn't have to offer abortion benefits right this is another attempt to make abortion the legislative equal of pregnancy Mm -hmm. and yeah, when, when you take into account, like, the law as teacher, it's just making abortion the moral equivalent of pregnancy, if not better. That's the right. worldview. I mean, we see that with the clinic escorts. It's like a twisted version of a midwife or nurse. Yeah. Um, they, yeah, a company, I don't know, some companies are who really have a moral objection to it are going to be forced to cut their pregnancy benefits, and then... Bigger companies, bigger corporations think it's a net plus to promote abortion, not just for, um, you know, Grace's point about the moral equivalency and politics being what they are in pop culture today, but also, you know, women who take six weeks of maternity leave are not, you know, lashed to their desk and being productive. So, right. Um, abortion helps keep employees producing in the office so bigger corporations i bet would likely to be happy to offer the abortion benefits i mean and you know there's nothing already do there's nothing stopping them from doing that today but what this would do it would be basically make you a criminal if you don't offer abortion benefits along with uh, pregnancy benefits um little businesses you know they might who can't even almost afford it anyway might just cut the pregnancy benefits because Okay, I was going to ask. What what happens to the businesses that just say no? Just cut them totally? Well, yeah, I mean, a lot I, of well, little... No, I mean, the businesses that still provide pregnancy benefits but refuse to provide abortion benefits. Well, uh, then they could be uh, brought to court for a claim under the L.A. Rising. They would have to and then hire Michigan... a bad apple, though. Like, if no one made a complaint about it, say here no one's gonna want to go get an abortion and then complain about it because it's not part of maternity leave or whatever so theoretically if no one made it a complaint i don't know right i don't know all the legalities of all of that well yeah someone would have to make a, a complaint but you know it only takes one person Right. Of course, as someone, many people are fond of saying, well, you can sue anybody for anybody these days. And I guess that's true. But uh, if they change the Civil Rights Act, I mean, that's what it would be. And, of course, you know, I think for us just beyond that, I mean, that's the practical application to everyone out there listening. Your, you know, benefits at your business might be impacted by this in a negative way. But, you know, to Grace's broader point, you know, pregnancy and abortion are not the same thing. You know, when you give an abortion, you don't have nine months and then 18 years and then a lifetime of, of all that. It's just, it's done. Mm-hmm. It's over with. 
the baby is dead and there's no greater level of care there that pregnancy obviously involves that we obviously need for you know human civilization to go on i think maybe you asked this a long time ago i forget what we were talking about but someone asked they said what um abortion benefits do you need because you're not having checkups you're not having appointments after the baby's born maybe you need a couple days off i don't know yeah i mean ideally the abortion businesses should have women come in for a real checkup and do all that but their follow-up is not one of their strong suits because they don't make money off of it and they don't need to and they don't they don't really care about these women right you know abortion is between a woman and her doctor no actually it's between basically her and almost essentially a drive-through uh, or Amazon.com of abortion these days. And they don't really want to have a relationship with those patients. No. And most women who have abortions don't want to go back there, and that's their normal place. Because, see, that's the thing. You know, unlike a pregnancy where, obviously, you know, the doctor, you know, the doctors that we have had, but, you know, our kids with that, have, for the most part, have been the same the course of pregnancies. There's... There's not a ton of ongoing relationship with their, um, if you have a you know general family practice doctor who can do basic uh, gynecology stuff, but like you know they they ask how's your kids do you know there's a there's a relationship there you're not you know you can't go back to the abortion they'll be like hey how is I didn't even meet you during the procedure I walked in did it and left mm-hmm. and um, how 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 are you doing oh that's great bye. Please get out of here. You're interfering with our assembly line process to get more women in. Or There's, if they did say, oh, I'm not doing well, they'd say, oh, no, you're fine. <laughs> you're just making that up. Yeah. Oh, one thing we should also uh, mention briefly is Colorado um, a Pregnancy Center is offering, offering abortion pill reversal. And in Colorado, they tried to make it illegal, which is bonkers considering it's just progesterone treatment which you can do the same to prevent a miscarriage um they won in court you know the other side hates the idea of abortion pill reversal not you know if they really believed in bodily autonomy and choice and a woman came to them immediately after and said i regret having my abortion they would go out of their way to help that woman if they honestly really cared about her as more than anything than you know uh, a line item on their budget they don't they really hate abortion pill reversal because it threatens the whole idea that um, no woman regrets her abortion if you know if abortion pill reversal isn't a thing then they can continue maintain the fiction oh every woman has an abortion loves it it's the greatest thing ever she moved on with her life um, good She's for better off Right. Because of it. Good for the pregnancy center in, in Colorado that won. Um, but yeah. Ugh. Frustrating. Speaking of frustrating, speaking of money and abortion pills and all that. So uh, under the Biden administration, our VA hospitals, Veterans Administration, which have been in the news lately, uh, last few years, for their not so good level of care for veterans. Uh, it's been an ongoing problem, almost a scandal. It's amazing how we don't hear about that anymore. No. 
under the Biden administration. Everything must be going great. No problem. <laughs> you would think because you don't hear about it. Right. Yeah. What could possibly be going wrong? Um, well, these VA hospitals now under the Biden administration, uh, Biden administration are paying for directly funding uh, abortions, which is illegal. They aren't authorized to do that in the federal budget. There is the Hyde Amendment. Um, basically, there's a Hyde Amendment for the VA system, just as there is for the Department of Health and Human Services. The VA hospitals legally cannot be paying for abortions, yet they are. Uh, the legislature, uh, excuse me, Congress is trying to do something about that. But in the Senate, a bill was rejected on uh, almost 100% party lines uh, to prevent any action about that. So right now we're in a state of just the VA and the Biden administration is just blatantly violating federal law. Um, is it, and uh, nothing's being done about it. Who cares? And, yeah, law doesn't matter anymore. It's, it's only about what you can and can get away with in the news, not about what's actually legal. So the FDA, you know, they stymie oversight for years. They can keep on handing the abortion pill out, even though they violated legal process. Um, VAs providing abortions. So you know, th are, are they providing abortions to female service members, or is this going beyond just veterans? Uh, I believe it's just veterans and uh, I think families. I'm not too incredibly versed in the VA system, although I have an aunt who, who worked in the in the VA. Um, so maybe I should be a little bit more versed. But I'm not a veteran myself, so I have never had to really interact with the VA system at all. Um, I would think it would be people involved in it. Veterans. Right. Um, well, that, that tracks. The abortion industry just treats women like a line item, like you said. Right. I mean, we know the military people are mostly just Social Security numbers and service numbers to the federal government, which is really sad. Given how they have handled the VA system over the decades, it's hard to disagree. It's an absolute shame, you know, and the entire point of our military, you know, we don't we don't call it the War Department anymore. It's the Department of Defense. You know, the entire point is defending American lives and, and interests. And here they are, you know, instead of fulfilling their mission of protecting our veterans who sacrificed to do that, you know, they're taking more lives. War on the unborn child. Um, so... Sadly, nothing is going to be done about that until we have a new president. You know, elections have consequences, and we have currently our president, and his administration does not care what the law says. They only care about what they can get away with. So you, pro-life citizen, will be held to every tiny little jot and tittle of the law. Every I has to be dotted. Every T has to be crossed. Um, you just average citizen, you get something wrong on your taxes, and you're treated as uh, as a crook for making a simple mistake. They get to blatantly violate federal law, and their uh, basic response is, "Who cares?" Yeah, it should be an insult to every 
Americans. Will anything be done about it? No. In 2024, something better. Not optimistic, but. Something better be done about it in 2024. Yes. Yes. Because just in general, you know, a country where there is no rule of law, where there's two systems for different classes of citizens is not going to be a uh, successful country. And we'll just leave it there. (laughs) Uh, Last topic for the podcast today. So uh, Elon Musk, please send us your checks. But um, in general, you know, we've talked about him on the podcast before. He's like the one popular billionaire who's not all in on the population control agenda. Um, he's a little bit of a little bit of a weirdo. He's not part of the social club. He's very obsessed with, you know, keeping humanity from extinction, uh, which as for, you know, billionaires being obsessed with things, uh, it's good obsession. Yeah. He's never really been on our side on the abortion issue. He's never really commented anything negatively about it. Um, Tesla pays for employees to have abortions, but he was doing an interview on uh, Fox News with Tucker Carlson, and Tucker Carlson asked him a question about space aliens, which, okay. But, (laughs) I mean, they got to talking about, you know, existential threats to human society, and of course, you know, Musk often talks about uh, the population uh, bomb that didn't go off and how underpopulation and demographic decline is a serious concern. And he offered up abortion as a problem. So that's encouraging. So he's and like, he's getting closer. He's like, he's like this close. Um, this close to us. I wouldn't be surprised if like, sorry, overall, he said we need to do this less. But... Yeah, I don't think he would condemn it. No, and no, he's he's pro-human race, which is not the same thing as being pro-life. Like, what what is good about the human race? Why do we want it to keep going? I don't think Elon Musk has a answer to that question. At least I haven't seen one in any of the interviews he's given. I mean, he's a pretty thoughtful guy, but you're right. I mean, he's talking about humanity in general writ large, you know, and we're talking about like the individual value right. of every single like human each being. Human. Well, um, right, but like why are either of those things good? Like we do see this is the classic population control objection, right? We see all of the horrible things humanity has done. And yeah, it looks bleak. Why are we a good thing? What is the pro-life answer to that question? It's probably different for each person. It is, but that is a, a question that you know I think we have to address more and more because as we seems to become a theme on the podcast lately, that there are a significant portion of people out there who do not believe humanity is good or that life is worth living. And if you're of that mindset, then there is no reason that you think an unborn child should be born. In fact, you may think in your own little twisted way that you're saving people from having to deal with the suffering of life by mm-hmm. by getting rid of them um, it's not even like not even Thanos level morality it's you know just a nihilistic Bond villain again I keep mentioning Bond villains man <laughs> um, so I mean, we'll see what happens with with Elon, but he needs to, he needs to come to our side. Uh, He's getting there. 
He's getting there. You can help. Grace says no. Grace says never get there. He might. I just don't see him getting to our side. Completely. Well, he might. I just don't see him on that trajectory. Yes. I I think it's a worldview issue more than a humanity is good thought process. I mean, I, I think if he won't get there morally from just a pure standpoint of policy, if you think the demographic decline is an existential crisis for humanity, and I would say it is, then, I mean, you have to stop the, you know, if the patient is bleeding out, you got to stop the bleeding. Even if you think, ah, well, you know, I guess this is, I don't really care about it morally, but, you know, got to do something about it. Um, so, yeah, but yeah, if... You happen to be, you know, scrolling uh, through your podcasts or you're on the radio, Northern Michigan, Elon, uh, come on down to our office and we'll be happy to have this conversation with you. And, um, you know, maybe it would have been nice to have an extra $30 million for that Proposal 3 race. And uh, Ohio could probably use some of that cash right now. And we have plenty of opportunities for you to invest in humanity's future. We do. Yeah. Yeah, we don't just have to, yeah, we have to be, uh, but Grace is right, we do have to be more of a, basically a pro-humanity organization, and um, moving forward, I would say. Yeah. If you don't think life is worth living, then you're not, you're not open to the pro-life argument at all. Right? Right. Right. All right. So that's it for today's podcast, so I encourage you to go forth, enjoy life, Respect your fellow human beings. Have a wonderful weekend, and we will see you next week.